We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is considering asking her mother-in-law to move in with her. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, let's dive into today's letter. It is from Nervous Nellie, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from The Void. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I don't know if I need advice so much as a pep talk, but y'all are really good at those, so I thought I'd write in. Here's the situation. My fiance, he, him, and I are in a beautiful, loving partnership and soon to be married. As we're going through this transition, my future mother-in-law is also going through one of her own. She is separating from my fiance's father after many, many years of being unhappy and not getting what she needs. She is happy to be separating from him and we are happy for her. Let's normalize the divorce party. Anyway, my mother-in-law is now looking for a place to live, and my fiancé and I are discussing asking her to move in with us. He is very close to her, and I also love her very much. She is thoughtful and fun and makes everything sillier and more joyful. However, I feel a little nervous about adding a third person to our home and how it will change the dynamic. I had a very tense and often unsafe home situation growing up. And as an adult, I am very attached to having a space that feels safe, consistent and secure. At the same time, I really love the idea of living in a multi-generational home, especially as my partner and I are thinking about having children. I think adding my mother-in-law would bring a lot lot of joy and additional support, but I'm also a little afraid of how to navigate any potential conflict that might naturally arise from being together a lot more often. 
how would you handle this situation? I really want to lean in and explore this new way of having a home, but I am also scared that this might put a strain on our relationship. I think I also have some fear about how to speak up for myself and have the kind of home I need and want. Any advice is greatly appreciated. You both bring a lot of light into my life and nightly cleaning routine. Oh, <laughs> I love you, that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love that too. I love that you have a nightly cleaning routine. I just bought, I just, I just used my Christmas money to buy a cordless vacuum and I feel oh. like, a f- I don't feel like a domestic goddess. I feel like Ultron from um, <laughs> the Marvel movies. Like I have way too much power. It's like the first yeah. time I used a power saw. I'm like, I'm like high on my own power. Oh so. my God. Yeah, absolutely. Using power tools <laughs> is like just the most, you're just like, oh my, oh my God. God, I can I used do to- this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like first getting into power tools, I was like, this is the foundation of patriarchy is that men just are used to using power tools more just like, you know, professionally sure. and that it conflates their brain. It like, <laughs> it makes them feel mm-hmm. more powerful, powerful than they am. They are. And me with my cordless shark vacuum, it's not even a Dyson. I did like the, the you know, the, the cheap one. I'm like, we've oh had God, a shark for literally five years. So I I hope that that lasts you because it we love our shark. Anyway, uh, back to <laughs> what we were supposed to be talking about, which is this person's letter. Um, Nellie, thank you for writing into us. Um, I love the idea of you listening to us uh, while you like do your nightly routine. Like I I love picturing our listeners like doing stuff with while listening to us like it's very sometimes our listeners feel like very nebulous and like it's fun to like have a tangible picture of you doing this um thank you for writing and for asking us this questions or this question um first of all i want to say congratulations on your engagement um and i hope that your wedding goes well and i hope it's exactly what you would like it to be um and you know i i think it's really wonderful that you are considering inviting your mother-in-law to move in with you um i think that you know, I've talked about this I, a couple of weeks ago, right. About sort of this, the, the like primacy of like the nuclear family, this idea that it's like a mom and a dad and two kids and like, that's it. And that's the only important thing. And, um, I like the way that you're thinking about, like, how do I challenge that? And, and also like invite this person into my life who I really love and want to be with and like wants to, you know, support in this really big time of transition and to have there to support me as we sort of figure out what our family is going to look like. Um, I think that that's really lovely and wonderful. And I can also totally understand your nervousness about inviting someone else to come live with you and your nervousness about like, how do we navigate this situation? Cause it's like inviting a roommate in, which itself is already can be its own stuff. Right. But also bringing a roommate in that has however many years of past relationship with at least one of you. Right. Like it's, it's like not just like a a clean slate roommate. It's like a, a roommate with a lot of baggage, good, bad, positive, right? Like all of the different ways that we bring baggage into our relationships. So understand that nervousness. Um, Sierra and I are going to talk about, I think some like tactical advice about like how to, how to invite somebody into this space. Um, and we're going to offer some musings on what it looks like to help you sort of do the self work that needs to happen to take care of yourself in a situation that might be bring back memories of times when things weren't safe or when things weren't stable. So we're going to give you a double dose, uh, today. Um, but before that, we're gonna, we're going to take a quick break. Break. 
All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Welcome back, my darling. Yeah, I really appreciated this letter. Um... You know, I'm, I think we're, we are at similar, similar stages of our life. You know, I'm already married and I have a child, but the possibility of an in-law or like one of my parents living with me is within my grasp. Um, And so I think it, 
it made me think a little bit more specifically about your question. Like, what if this went down in my currently nuclear household um, and like how I would react to my fears? And I just really appreciate the question. Um, it made me think a lot about Sam and I like on the Patreon episodes and the past couple primary episodes, we've randomly talked about the nuclear family and the and the isolation of our like little island houses and how we all have lawnmowers, <laughs> even though like we're never all using our lawnmowers at the same time. And unrelated during our just break up office hours, somebody gave us the blind date of like tool uh, libraries in different cities where you can like go and rent a tool um, similar to like a library so that you don't have to buy it anyway, like lawnmowers. <laughs> anyway, um, I've just, I think I've been, I think I've been thinking a lot about the comforts of our, of our living situations, um, you know, especially with everything going on in the world right now and how, how lucky any of us are to be safe and housed and um, and not in danger and fed and, and all of these things. <laughs> and thinking about, you know, after the holiday season, it always makes me think about capital capitalism and and the excess and isolation of of our American culture that like everybody lives in their own place and. I don't know. I'm kind of getting <laughs> rambly here and getting away from what I wanted to actually say to you, which is that your letter brought up a lot of feelings for me <laughs> because, you know, to put it bluntly, like I would not want to live with my in-laws. And also I am too, I too am unique. I'm, I'm very interested in a multi-generational home, especially after surviving the first two years of having our first child and how on an island I felt at times. And I'm, I'm interested in a multi-generational home because I'm interested in pushing back against this narrative of, of that living with your in-laws is like a plague against the household or, or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, I would be interested in living with my in-laws because of how our culture sort of like pushes aside elders and, you know, what maybe living with a grandparent would get, bring to my child's life. And I don't know, it, it just brought up a lot of thoughts for me and I'm obviously not being super articulate, articulate about any of them, but I want to say like, like Sam said, all of your concerns and all of your interest is totally valid and that this sounds like a generally positive thing to us. For sure. And also there are ways to use your personal understanding of yourself, of what your your needs are for your home. Um, there, You can use that as sort of like a lantern to guide your boundaries and your communication moving forward. That all being said, living together is not for everyone. Being roommates is challenging. Even with people you love, friendships have ended over living together. <laughs> uh -huh. So your concern is, your concern is not, you know, unwarranted. 
Um, and also you gave me no red flags other than the fact that you're not married yet. Not that you, not that like once you get married, you pass through like a magical threshold where like you're totally ready to take on everything. I know literally, I know nothing about your relationship. I don't know how long it is. I don't know how long you've been engaged, yada, yada. I just like, I do believe I want to make sure your relationship is secure enough to handle an in-law. <laughs> <laughs> But it, 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 man, I am all over the place with this one. That second cup of coffee just hit me. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, you know, it, it gave us no red flags. We think that this sounds like a really positive thing you should, you should pursue, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I guess we're here to, to affirm all of that, to give you the pep talk, like you said, and also to help you sort of, articulate what it is that you will need, what parameters you'll need, boundaries you'll need, um, how you can feel safe and relaxed with this new person in your life. I feel like I was all the fuck over <laughs> in that. You were fucking musing. Rambling. You were musing, which is like, what we do. I was like musing <laughs> and spiraling at the same time. <laughs> You're <xyrolizing. laughs> um, Love it. Let me just say like two concrete thoughts that are totally disconnected, but are a part of that spiral. Number one. You do what you need to do, babe. (laughs) It is, I've never, ever, ever wanted or needed to live in the same city as a family member until I had a small child. So I just want to say, I don't want anybody to, to be in a living situation that is unhealthy or unsafe for them. And also if I got along with my in-laws, the way you sound, sounds like you get along with your mother and I were to have another baby, I would, and they needed a place to live. This would be a very easy decision for me because, um, you know, there's a reason why they say it takes a village. It, it, it just, I never felt more on an Island than that, that first year. Um, I never felt like the way that we divide up our households into like single family nuclear families, um, was so apparent to me that first year. Number one, that was my one concrete thought in that tornado of fucking spiraling thoughts. (laughs) Second concrete thought. I want you to think about what you need to feel safe and relaxed at home. I really loved um, your letter because I loved how articulately you described your relationship to your home, right? Because your trauma has given you awareness and language to be like, this is, this is what is valuable to me because I don't want to return to this. And not everybody has that, that, um, awareness, but you do. So this is your superpower in this situation. I need you to think about what concretely gives you that sense of safety and relaxation. And that will become the list of what your boundaries will be. You know, like if you need ability to be alone, right. Within your household, even though if other people are home, that is a great thing. If you need um, that conflict doesn't ever get to the point of yelling, that's a great thing to, to, to be aware of. You know what I mean? The more, the more articulate you are about what will make you feel safe, the more empowered you will be moving forward. All right. Sorry. I was so fucking chaotic for the last five minutes. Passing it over. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, um, I think kind of building off that last point, um, one of the things that I will say is that like, you know, conflict happens more with people who are in 
proximity to each other, right? Like, you know, like you're going to be together more often. And so, yes, of course, more conflict is going to happen because instead of being like, oh, our only conflict is about like what time we're getting together on Friday. It's like, no, our conflict is about what time we're getting together on Friday. And also like where they put the butter, you know, like not in the fridge. That's weird. That's dangerous, right? Like these are sort of the things that are just going to come up more often because of the fact that you are, you are closer together. You're in more proximity. So I think uh, people might not know this, but like outside of doing Just Break Up, I also do like organizational coaching (laughs) with people. Uh, And one of the things that I actually encourage organizations to do is to talk about how you're going to handle conflict before the conflict happens, right? So like, what are the things that we're going to agree to do with each other when we have a disagreement about something that happens in the office, right? So that it's not like we're, we're having this conflict and then we're also trying to figure out how to navigate it with each other, right? Like, yeah, like we're going to, we're going to do it. And I think that might be helpful in this situation as well. So having a conversation with your mother-in-law and with your, with your soon to be spouse to say like, okay, so we're going to be living together. Like stuff's going to happen. What are the preferences that we all have for how we want to engage in like difficult conversations about things, right? Like, how are we going to talk about when one of us is upset with what somebody else is doing? Like, what are the things that, that we're going to try out with each other? And like Sierra said, being practicing some of that self-awareness around like, okay, well, what, what do I need? Like, where are my boundaries and where are my preferences? Preferences being like, I would prefer if we didn't, um, or I would prefer if I get like five minutes to kind of like cool down and like walk away if I need to. But like, that's not a, that's negotiable, right? Like we can kind of figure that out versus like a boundary is I'm not going to, I'm not going to handle yelling, right? Like if yelling is happening, I'm going to leave the situation, right? Like those types of things. And I think you, you can talk about this, right? Like, I think that you, you all can kind of figure some of this stuff out together. And I know it sounds like a little bit like weird and formal. And I think like, we don't have to, we can make it as unweird as we want to, right? Like we can just like agree that it's not weird, right? Like agree that this is something that we should probably talk about before we move in. Um, And I also think that like, continuing to have some of these like conversations as a trio about like how things are going and like what might need to shift or change will also be important as we go forward too. Right. And I, and I want to say that cause like, I think that lots of us are practiced about doing that in our, our romantic relationships, like in our nuclear families, it becomes more difficult when we add like a different generation of people into it, right. Who may or may not have practice with these types of conversations in their relationships. But I do think it's important for you to think about like, it can't just be, like, at least for me, what I, I would be like, this, this can't just be like a blank check. Like <laughs> you're moving in and then like, it's we're like, then that's it. Right. Like we're never going to talk about it again. Right. Like it would need to be like, okay, but yeah, I want to have like um, at least a conversation every few months to say like, is this working? What needs to change? Like, and it might not be like, does your mother-in-law need to move out? It might be like, uh, do we need to like allocate a different space to this person? Right. Or do the two of us, you know, you and your fiance need to go on more intentional nights out together? Or do you need to ask your mother-in-law to like spend one night outside of the house? You two can have some, like, you know, like there's, there's so many different ways in which this stuff is going to have to shift and change. And if you're not setting up the, 
the like tools or the infrastructure to be able to help people help each other, like have these more difficult conversations or like bring up that things might need to shift or change, then you're going to fall out of practice of it. Right. Cause none of us, <laughs> none of us are practiced at like having these, these types of conversations intentionally with each other. Yeah. I to to clarify one of my spiralizing things <laughs> from mm-hmm. earlier. Clarify away. Like I said, one of the things that came up for me when I was reading your letter is I've obviously been thinking a lot about like safety and comfort against the landscape of all of the really horrible things that are happening in the world right now that are disrupting people's safeties and comfort comfort and their their livelihood, you know. And it makes, you know, when I'm putting this all on the table at the same time, if my mother-in-law, who I love, (laughs) but who I would never want to live with, (laughs) if my mother-in-law said that she needed a place to live, I would know what came up for me is the idea that there's a lot of stigma around um, multi-generational houses around in-laws, around mother-in-laws. There's a lot of priority that we place around our comfort. And also we are uniquely capable of not just being uncomfortable, but adapting. Um, and that if, like Sam always reminds us, if we look at a situation with abundance, if we look at it with curiosity, like I I think this could be a really beautiful thing. Will it be challenging? Absolutely. Like Sam said, I love what they said about like the butter, like putting the butter somewhere. (laughs) Is your mother-in-law going to annoy you more now than when she lives somewhere else? Absolutely. Will it be uniquely challenging to have conflict with your fucking mother-in-law? Yes. I'm, I've been together with my wife we're going on six years this summer. Like I'm still afraid of disappointing my mother-in-law. You know what I mean? Over very <laughs> tiny things. And so it it's very complex, but just to clarify my weird rambling about the state of the world, you know, we're, you are so lucky to have a relationship with a mother-in-law that you adore and that your house, that your living situation is one that can flex a little bit to potentially include this new person for an unknown amount of time. That's the other thing. It should probably not be forever. <laughs> or maybe you should talk about it in such a way that it is like, um, you know, for the next six months to see how it feels or like as a stepping stone to her next place or something like that. Um, I know I focused a lot on the idea of having children and that you're not at that stage yet. That's obviously just through the lens of what I'm living right now. Um but it def- it shouldn't be forever. You know, they're, they're called in-law apartments for a reason because they're fucking yeah. great. <laughs> it's separate entrances, separate bathrooms uh-huh. and kitchens and stuff like that. Maybe that's something you want to consider. Um, but I do think that they're, I think you would agree to this statement that your fear is coming more out of a place of protection um, and not out of actual fear of your, of your mother-in-law, you know, and I think mm-hmm. in this instance, it would be a very beautiful and abundant place to lean in with openness and curiosity. You know, what do I know? <laughs> I'm not in your relationship. I'm not, I don't know your mother-in-law, but like, sounds good to me. Sounds like worth exploring. Uh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, 
as you're sort of navigating some of this stuff and, and, you know, like knowing that you grew up in a house that felt unstable and felt unsafe in a lot of ways, um, I think it'll also be important for you to be doing some tending to yourself around how you're navigating what might be situations that have conflict that aren't unsafe, right? Like, because remember, like conflict comes up all the time in relationships and most conflicts can be navigated in ways that are safe for both of us, even if they might make us uncomfortable, right? And so like one of the things that I have been challenging myself to remember or when I'm in situations where I'm feeling like um, triggered is to ask myself, is this situation similar or is it the same as the situation that the bad situation that I went through, right? Because like, yes, it, it might be similar, right? It might be like, oh yes, uh, an important person in my life is mad at me. It's similar to times when my dad was mad at me, right? But they're not the same. They're not the same people. I'm not the same person. We're not in the same situation, right? So yes, I can acknowledge the fact that, yep, this is bringing up something in me because it's similar, right? Like, because it's, 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 there's stuff that reminds me of what was happening before, but the situation itself is not the same. It's a different situation. <clears throat> and so I would encourage you to think about that as you're also navigating what it looks like to invite a parental figure into your house in a way that is hopefully really safe for you, but might bring up memories of times when your parental figures or whoever it was in your house that was making you feel unsafe was making you feel unsafe, right? Like that, that, that's really real. So how do we hold both of those things to be true at the same time? Um, and I also just want to say like folks, lots of folks live with multiple generations in their house, right? Like this is, I know that we're sort of like, especially in the United States, we're really focused on this like singular nuclear family stuff, but also like lots and lots of people live with lots of different generations under one roof and it can be really good. It can be really awful for sure. But I want to make sure that you're also recognizing that like, this is something that people are navigating every day and, and there are, and you are capable of sort of figuring out what this looks like for you. I, my grandpa lived with us for a, a few years while he was sort of like out of his for his home and before he went to a nursing home. But like it was really good. <laughs> like there were lots of it. Like it was challenging for sure in some ways, but it was also really good. Like my relationship between my grandpa and my dad was like really strong and grew stronger because of how much time they spent just like in space with each other. Um, so just want to like also name that like. I know that you're nervous about this, but it can also be something that is really beautiful and magic and something that can build deep relationship with you and somebody who sounds like is really important to you. That's beautiful. Perfect place to end. We hope that this helps. We know that it's going to be tricky and challenging at times. And also there are an abundant, um, there are abundant possibilities out there for how this goes and um, you have lots of resources and hopefully lots of support um, to help you navigate this transition and have fun at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We hope that it's wonderful and fun and everything that you need it to be. Yeah. All right, my darling. Um, we hope this helps. Thank you so much. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like to be part of our monthly office hours where we get on Zoom with everyone who is on Patreon and talk about 
really fun things. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to those office hours. Uh, this month, January 2024, we're hoping to get an additional 100 patrons to help make our show as sustainable as possible for us. So if you've been waiting or thinking about it, uh, January 2024, now's the time. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music. And remember, sometimes our hesitancy is something that we inherited from other people or from our culture. Or sometimes our hesitancy is connected to our childhood wounds and the ways that we've learned how to take care of ourselves and protect ourselves. But we're grown. We're our own person. We can follow our joy and and we can find security in the fact that we can take care of ourselves now. We can advocate for ourselves now. Um, and uh, we know a good thing when we see one. And if all else fails, just break up.